Welcome back to episode 41 of the Wonder Boys podcast. Unfortunately, Lucas is feeling a little unwell, so it's going to have to just be Tim again. Talking alone. <sighs> Sorry, I'm being overdramatic. Uh, but time is actually short for me as well. So I'm going to have to run through this pretty quick. It's just going to be a few highlights. Getting the text. Let me turn these sounds off. Uh Oh, wow, just got a text from Lucas saying he might have tetanus. Holy shit. Well, let's talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, Lucas might have tetanus. Good start to the podcast. Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run through a few bullet points Lucas and I had prepared. Just kind of give my thoughts, reactions, shit like that. I don't want to keep skipping weeks because I like doing this every week. It's fun. So I'm going to, I mean, the first thing that Lucas puts up on here, it's something, a story out of New Zealand says gay orgy for the Catholics. I'm going to leave that till next week because maybe Lucas can elaborate a little bit more on that. But uh, currently in British Columbia, shitload of forest fires. Damn, there's a lot of them. Uh, okay, over 14,000 British Columbians have been evacuated from their homes amidst all these wide wildfires, places like 100 Mile House in the interior, uh, all over the place. It's pretty fucking terrible. So I, I think there's a way to donate money for relief uh, for the for those people and obviously to pay pay the, the firefighters and, and for other shit. Uh, I think you just got to go to redcross.ca or you can text them. I don't know what the number is, but, you know, don't donate money. Help help people if you're in British Columbia. Even if you're not, please. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's still the beginning of July. This could go on all the way through September. So bad shit's happening. But on a lighter note, even more local than just the province of British Columbia, in uh, our little suburb of Delta, British Columbia, the local police service is smashing windows in cars to save dogs left in hot vehicles, which will roll into a rage cage now. Don't leave your fucking dog in a car with all the windows rolled up. Um, not Don't leave your dog, don't leave your kid, don't leave anyone who can't help themselves. Obviously, dogs can't open doors, they don't have thumbs. Um, and obviously, a child is probably strapped into a car seat or, or, or not strong enough to open the door, whatever. Don't leave shit in a hot car. You know what? Like when you get in a hot, a hot car that's been sitting outside forever, and you're like, you got to roll down all the windows, you got to blast the AC just to keep yourself cool for that two minutes until the car cools down. Just imagine that, but perpetuating for fucking ever, you stupid damn cunts. So don't leave your windows rolled up. Uh, even like if you're like, oh, I left the car on with the AC on. That's just like wasteful. You're just burning gas for no fucking reason. Just bring your kids or your dog wherever you're going. And don't be one of those people who sits in a coffee shop either with their dog tied up outside for two hours. Like, don't bring your dog if that's the case. Let them stay at home and run in the backyard or whatever. Just, fuck. So many things to rage about. Um, and I do have another rage cage for later, but I'm going to keep rolling through these head headlines pretty quick because I'm, I'm, I'm short on time here. Uh, earlier, a uh, story came out about Donald Trump Jr. basically almost admitting to Russian collusion which his father and the administration in the U.S. have been trying to, you know, I guess cover up for the good, better part of this year, I would say. Yeah, sounds about right. So basically the people who are stabbing Donnie in the back are his own kids. It's almost poetic. 
And also, did like the fact that at the G20 summit, where was it? It was hosted in France, I think. I don't know. The G20 summit was hosted somewhere, and Ivanka Trump was sent as the United States representative at the G20. So countries like Canada, UK, France, China, Israel, so on. They're all sending their their country's leaders to meet, and they send fucking Ivanka Trump? Are you fucking kidding me, Donnie? Like, Jesus Christ, not only are you going to get impeached, you're going to get thrown in jail for being a dumbass. A um, couple more things here. This one I found pretty funny. The, there's a title on cbc.ca. The Blue Jays demolished by Astros in their series finale. 19 runs to one. Oh, it's going to hurt for all you bandwagoners. Woo, that's going to suck. But they probably didn't watch that game because it wasn't... Uh, I don't know who the fuck. Um, also, on Canada Day, you see the Blue Jays playing in all red. That just doesn't work, man. I know they're the only Canadian team, but they're called the Blue Jays. And when they're wearing all red... My dad even said, like... Oh, oh, that's the Blue Jays? Thought it would be like Cincinnati, like the fucking Cincinnati Reds or some shit because they're wearing all red. Uh, oh, there's a lot of rages coming out here real quick. Uh, let me roll through this. Also, that CBC article about the Blue Jays getting smashed. Who reads an article for the highlights of a baseball game? Can you not just go on a sports website and stream the fucking video? I guess if you're at work, yeah, you got to make it look like you're working. But in general, say someone... Like, I understand maybe reading the newspaper while you're having a coffee or something. And, oh, the sports highlights are cool. Like, read the box score or whatever. But, like, reading a play-by-play on a news website for your fucking updates, like, that's a bit weird. But, hey, I'm not here to... Actually, no, I am here to judge. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> one, a couple more angry, angry things going on here. Uh, the title of a, an article called 12 Habits of People Who Create Their Own Happiness... Uh, on a website called powerofpositivity.com. Okay, I mean, that alone is, is kind of pisses me off uh, because 12 habits of people who create their own happiness. There's no way that's an objective article. There's no way that's, that's fact. There's no way that's proven by uh, a psychologist, a therapist, whatever. This is just someone who's like, you know what, this sounds like a good list to write that people will really like. Um, and they'll they'll start doing these things and it'll make them happy. It's like, no, happiness is different things to different people. Some people say money p- can't buy happiness. I personally disagree. I think if I had all the money in the world, I'd be so fucking happy you wouldn't you wouldn't never see me because I'd build a fucking spaceship and go explore the universe because uh, I had the money to do it. Um, but yeah, happiness is different things to different people. You can't just sum it down to 12 points. You know, this isn't your grade 9 English project, you stupid fucking piece of shit <laughs> uh, and then one last rage uh, I watched this video on my Facebook feed most of these came from my Facebook feed so there's no wonder why this shit pisses me off um, one more thing that popped up on my Facebook feed it was a it was a Huffington Post or they, they're, they've shortened it to Huff Post now I don't know what the fuck's going on with that website but it is hot garbage um, and it was this video about Spider-Man Homecoming, the latest Spider-Man film, which I actually saw last week, and I'll talk about after this. Um, And uh, how, you know, it's got a fairly diverse cast. Uh, Spider-Man's best friend is, seems to be of Filipino descent. His love interest is a black girl. Uh, 
there's another girl in the there who I think is black. You know, there's a whole uh, Flash Thompson, the bully, is an Indian kid. So it's kind of like they've got all these different uh, ethnicities represented, and then the, this woman in this video. Well, they don't actually say it. It's one of those videos that just plays fucking images with text across the screen. So fucking annoying. Uh, if I wanted to read, I'd read an article. Don't fucking make me read a video. Like, that's so fucking dumb. Um, and it basically says, you know, it's still a white male-led movie with a white villain and a white director. And I was just thinking, and they started explaining about how in the Marvel comic universe... Spider-Man is Miles Morales, who's half Latino, half black. And I was like, yes, but he wasn't the first Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man was Peter Parker, definitely a white dude with a name like Peter Parker. There's no way a Latino kid's going to have the name Peter Parker. That's that's not a, a Latino name. It'd be Pedro something. I'm just messing. Although the villain in the movie does, say Pedro, does call him Pedro. Um, and they're saying, like, what... what what can we do to make Marvel or like the next superhero movie led by a, a minority? And, you know, the characters are white, like Tony Stark, Peter Parker, they're white because when they were created, they were white. And yes, it was a time when, you know, the ra- racism was a lot more rampant in popular culture. It was, I don't know, the norm, I suppose you could say. But nowadays, you got movies like Black Panther coming out, you know, where you look at the lineup for that. I mean, it's it's every great black actor working today, minus maybe Denzel Washington, is in that movie. Um, the villain is a white guy, from what I can tell. It's that, that guy from Age of Ultron. So it's kind of like flipping the tables. So, I mean, am I going to go out and say, like, well, now in this movie, all the black people are good, but the villain's a white guy? Like, that's a bit racist. No. So you can't have a double standard. And the cherry on top is this article or this video was produced. It's not an article, but it's a fucking video article because maybe you fucking read it. Um, it was produced by a, a uh, associate producer at Huffington Post called Eric De La Rose. You can probably tell she's a white lady. She studied at Brown University. Yes, indeed. Yes, talk about privilege. Uh, and spent a year abroad at Università di Bologna. It's a University of Bologna. At Italy, in Italy, so I mean, I know I'm attacking her now, but you know, don't talk about white male privilege when female white privilege is almost there. I understand that females have a harder time than men in the world, but you're still a white lady, so a little bit easier for you than say a Latina woman or a black woman or an Indian woman, so on and so forth. All right, so now that uh, the rage is done, I'm going to actually flip the script here and talk about Spider-Man Homecoming, which Lucas and I went to see on Thursday, and I would have loved to talk to him about it, but apparently he has tetanus. So I'll just give my own opinion, then maybe I'll, uh, I'll get his next week. Uh, the movie was great. I fucking loved it. It was so much fun. Uh, the humor was on point. It wasn't shoved down your throat. At times, the jokes were a little bit like, okay, just back it off. Just give me the story. Um, but it fit really well into the Marvel Universe, and uh, I think the characters played off each other great. Like uh, Peter's new friend, I keep forgetting this kid's name, but the new friend who who wants to build a Lego Death Star with him is so fucking hilarious. He's so good. Uh, supporting cast is really good. That Zendaya chick, I feel like she was just there. She was a one-liner machine. Honestly, you could cut her out of the movie, and it would be okay. 
Um, love interest, she was super hot. Uh, didn't get a lot of screen time when they, you know, they're like, oh, look, they like each other. Oh. But I never really got that. I never really felt that. But the thing that was really great about the movie was Spider-Man himself and his dynamic with Tony Stark and the villain, like how it was basically him learning the ropes still. He's not, uh, you know, he's not super great at his job yet. Well, not his job, his superheroing yet. You know, he still makes mistakes. Shit still goes down um, where he can't stop it or he can't do the right thing, blah, blah, blah. And that's what's really cool. It shows vulnerability of the character. There's this one point in the movie where Spider-Man is in a bad spot and he's almost literally begging for help. Not a spoiler, but he's almost begging for help. And it kind of brings humanity to the character. It makes you kind of sympathize with him more and show that, you know, these superheroes aren't invincible, even though he can lift a bus or some shit. I don't think he's that strong, but he's really strong. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend the movie. Uh, if, you want, if you're on the fence about it, if you think, like, the last fucking five Spider-Man movies didn't do it for you, this one will. So that'll be cool. I wanted to talk about one more movie that I saw just a couple days before that. I saw Baby Driver, written and directed by Edgar Wright. You might not know who that is, but you've probably seen his movies before. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, The World's End, the whole Cornetto trilogy. So if you like those movies, you'll definitely like Baby Driver. Uh, it's pretty kick-ass because it's, it's so different. It's kind of like a musical that isn't one. You know, the characters don't sing and dance. Instead, uh, the main character, Baby, who's a getaway driver, hence Baby Driver, uh, has tinnitus, which is a constant ringing in his ears from an accident when he was a kid. So he listens to music on his iPod all the time just to drown that noise out so he doesn't have to deal with it. And um, everything in the movie, every action, every sound effect, well, maybe not every one, but most of them, are choreographed to the music that is currently playing either on his iPod or in the car radio or whatever. Uh, everything is kind of synced together so perfectly, including maybe like a car honk or a siren or like a doorbell uh, when he walks into the coffee shop. It's absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, it's it's an achievement of filmmaking. Even if you don't like the movie, technically it's super impressive. Um, and the music's amazing. You know, it's got uh, great actors I can't remember the last name of the main guy, but his name, first name's Ansel. Um, Lily James is his, his love interest. Um, John Hamm, handsome bastard, he's in that. And uh, John Bernthal from The Punisher, well, not The Punisher, from Daredevil, who will, he will be in The Punisher. Um, who am I forgetting? Kevin Spacey, can't forget him. And Jamie Foxx, who, like, he was one of the weakest characters, personally, in my opinion, but still... Funny dynamic. Great movie. Fucking go watch it. I'm running out of time, so I gotta bounce out of here, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully see you next week. Lucas will update us on his tetanus, probably, and this gay Catholic orgy thing. Uh, you can find us on wonderboys.ca, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at wonderboyscast, or the wonderboyscast on Facebook. Google Play, iTunes, podcast.com. You know what? You can probably pull up an 8-track, plug it in, and we'll probably be on there, too. Okay, probably not, but still. Uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. I don't know why I love you like I do, but I do, Lord, I do. I don't know why.
If I could 